0: This is show 107 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today I'm joined with a Cloth Diaper Parent. Naomi is gonna share her journey of cloth diapering, why she chose cloth diapers, and how she overcame a heavy wetter newborn, which is always something we struggle with. She also talks a lot about DIY. So we're gonna talk about sewing your own cloth diapers and how you kind of do that in maybe a super sustainable way and why that was the answer for her when it came to tackling heavy wetters. Welcome back to the Thought Diaper Podcast. I know it's been a hot minute since we had an episode. I was preparing to go on vacation. I was preparing to go to ABC Kids Expo. And in that chaos, I didn't get around to editing a show. But then I got COVID. And then I got really, really sick. And so here we are a couple days late, I guess better late than never, releasing a show that was supposed to come out last week, but is coming out today to share with you. If you're new around here, my name is Bailey. For the last four years, I've been sharing stories of parents, brands, and retailers about cloth diapering on the Cloth Diaper Podcast. My kids are pretty much grown up now. They are five and six years old, so we are out of diapers. But we are just in this industry being a nerd about cloth diapers, talking to parents, and learning more. There's this really unique opportunity when you become a little bit of an outsider to slow down. When you're in that diapering stage of life, you are just... You are doing everything and, you know, content creation and starting a podcast isn't really it. So I really enjoy providing spaces for storytelling and for us to share in these experiences and for you to learn from other people. As you might know, I recently purchased a maternity store. That means that the Cloth Ever podcast is going to continue on, but I'm going to have a little bit less time for the Cloth Ever podcast than I used to have. I hope to continue to share stories every week. And you'll also find me now in the retail space. I do have plans to get into retailing cloth diapers but that is a project for the future to be honest because when you buy a store it's a lot of money. Uh, And it's been kind of a whirlwind eight weeks because I said I would never get into retail and then suddenly an opportunity presented itself and here I am two weeks away from the grand opening or the grand reopening of what will be mine. So I now own Nest and Sprout. You can find us at nestandsprout.ca. We are a maternity and baby boutique, so it is primarily maternity right now. Uh, Do I know anything about fashion? Not really, but here we are. We're going to try to figure it out. We're on a whole new learning curve. We're kind of experimenting. I do know a lot of things about retail. It's been kind of fun in that. Um, But yeah, so we do have a sponsor for today's show, which is another fantastic retailer and i will cut to this advertisement and then we will listen to naomi's show enough about me today's episode of the cloth diaper podcast is brought to you by the blythe life if you haven't already heard Blythe's story you should definitely go check it out the blythe life is an up-and-coming u.s-based small batch manufacturer and retailer of baby kids women and home goods they are the creator of the innovative, patent-pending, fixed-flat cloth diaper, simplifying the stretchy flat into a quick, fixed, origami-shaped grab-and-go system for all levels of cloth diapering experience. They've teamed up with over 20 other brand partners to offer a wide range of beautiful, reusable, and sustainable items that you're guaranteed to love with more partnerships planned for their future. Their main focus is on... Product quality, beautiful details, passionate brand stories, and integrity of business. An out-of-this-world customer service. Check out all the cloth diaper styles from p- brands like Petite Crown, Baby Boo, Grovia, Geffen Baby, Bumby, Wool Planet Wise, and the exclusive Blythe Life, Life collection on their website, www.theblythelife.com, which you're going to need me to spell out. So that is T-H-E-B-L-Y. TheLife.com. Don't forget to join them on social media to become part of their supportive and uplifting community to encourage you on your reusable journey. You can find them at Blythe Life Creations on Instagram and Facebook and join their Facebook group, The Blythe Life. Make sure you subscribe for emails and giveaways and you can sign up for rewards program at The Blythe Life and get lots more discounts and details. Thank you, Blythe, for supporting today's show. I know that was a little bit of a long advertisement. She just sent me so many words, but so much has changed for her. So check out the Blythe Life, your go-to up and coming manufacturer and retailer of home and baby goods. Naomi, an introduction. Who who are you? Where do you live? What's like your little what can we share about you uh, to a stranger listening today?
1: I live in Florida in the Tampa Bay area. Um, and i have one baby he is about to be 8 months old and we've been cloth diapering since the hospital so okay and so today
0: we're going to chat about that experience because not many people cloth diaper a newborn and i i have a hard time talking about it because it's it can be a really big decision that i don't want to force anybody into but why did you decide to cloth diaper a newborn
1: it can there's a lot of pros and cons on both sides right yeah like I've been using cloth pads since 2012, so okay. it's a natural extension to cloth diaper as yes. well for environmental reasons and just for the pretty factor. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> um, it takes something that's like not that pleasant, which is dealing with poop, and makes it a lot nicer. Yeah, I decided to cloth diaper a newborn because I love sewing newborn diapers because they're just. The cutest, tiniest little things. And I was so excited. To put I drafted t- out this question yeah.
0: and there were a lot of potential answers and that was not one I was prepared for, Naomi. So sewing, you sewed your own newborn diaper
1: stash? Uh, most of it. Yeah. I started out with, okay. So we were moving to Florida uh, because my husband matched a residency program here. Okay. And we were doing the whole Marie thing. Um and he had so many t-shirts to donate and I was like I'm gonna cut these up and make diapers with them <laughs> so I made a bunch of fitteds newborn fitteds with um I don't know if you can see it um, I can see it with yeah so with all with his old t-shirts they're 100 cotton they're super absorbent like I was surprised at how well these worked because you know like everybody is obsessed with hemp and bamboo but like these Cotton t-shirts where it's at yeah, these t-shirts were just worked so well
0: you guys what she just showed me is like a legit fitted i wasn't sure what you were going to pull up naomi but this looks like a and frank fitted diaper like any fitted diaper that you would get from a work at home maker is that what you did did you just use a pattern from the internet how did you do that i mean tangent but yes
1: let's go through it i was i had baby fever um in early 2020 and uh, we were just waiting until we heard um that my husband matched to a residency program to start trying and that's what I did I like I had the happy hippos pad patterns um, so they have diaper patterns as well and I got one of their patterns and I had PUL from like making wet bags and stuff for pads okay and I just made a diaper and it like it wasn't it was it wasn't the prettiest thing. Um, but I thought it, you know, it was functional and I just kept going. And you're like my second phone call this week about
0: quarantine projects. Like just something about being in a pandemic and starting a business or starting a new hobby or starting sewing your own cloth diapers. Yeah. <laughs> so you sewed your own fitted diapers. Okay. And that really takes like the cost element because one of like the big deterrents around it Ooh, okay. What are you going to go? depends.
1: <laughs> because um, so I started, you know, cheap upcycled. Yeah. Right. And then I discovered Fancy PUL. Um, and then I got a fabric addiction. And oh, then okay. it really <laughs> stopped being a cost saving thing. Okay. <laughs> um, so hey, so like there's one-
0: balance. So we need to find yeah. balance when
1: we're upcycling and that we don't get too carried away. Yeah, um, like one of my favorite uh, prints in PULs and stuff. Uh, the shop is in Australia, so I had to have it. And you know, the shipping to make it worth it. You know, you'd put in a big order, and you right. get a bunch of pretty fabric. Okay. So we
0: kind of initially there was a cost savings, but for a lot of like a lot of people, sometimes you're looking at the cost, but you've got to fit it and there are newborn fitted diapers are really easy to find secondhand for anybody listening. I think we'll fill in that gap there and that there's lots of options on the market for it and lots of ways that you can be thrifty or you can spend as much money as you want really on that newborn diapering. I was not expecting you to sew and I'm feeling a little thrown off. When you emailed me, you mentioned that your biggest challenge was a heavy wetter. You just showed me a fitted diaper. So that's where I'm confused. You had yeah. a heavy wetter and who's yes. out peeing fitted diapers, Naomi?
1: Not yet. So like okay. I started out actually like making, uh, like I've made all in ones. Oh yes. So uh this is let me describe it it's a hook and loop all-in-one um it's a newborn size it's made with the happy hippos pattern and it has it's like a free time style um you sewed that um so yes. I like this is what I did when I was like excited about um okay. my baby so you um, got
0: into you started because of your husband's shirts who was yes. throwing out his shirts and you thought you'd upcycle then you discovered that you kind of like this and you kind of like
1: fabric and so you started making all-in-ones yes um okay. well this was later this was like after we conceived and everything
0: okay um
1: like i started out experimenting with different styles and stuff but um once we conceived like my cousin was getting married um like a few weeks after my due date and i wanted to get like a babysitter so that the baby wouldn't be exposed to all the people and stuff um, so I was like, oh, I'll make all in ones, they'll be easy. Well, turns out I had to give birth early. And by the time the wedding came around, he was out wedding these like a million times over. <laughs> so I didn't get to use them for
0: that. It is a super common experience for everybody in the newborn and like no matter what all in one you buy. Newborns are on like a liquid diet, right? Like they yeah. just I don't know what ha- they drink a lot and then they pee a lot but newborn diapers don't tend to hold a lot. So how did you tiny. kind of overcome that? Yeah, it, overcoming that is a huge challenge Unlike like not getting too bulky but not being super expensive but not oh, no. being like overwhelming, I had to get bulky. So.
1: Okay. I had to switch to um, petite one size pretty quickly. And even he he was even outwetting those, like d- the the pocket diapers that I made while I was experimenting and the all the all in twos, the petite one size ones that I like he was outwetting them. So I had to switch to like the regular one size. Um and he just looks so funny because it's just like this huge fluffy bum on this tiny little human. Um and sometimes that's the answer people don't like when I tell them
0: that there is to a certain extent like. You, you're going to need more fabric um, yeah.
1: and that's going to mean a little bit of bulk. Okay. So we went to my mom's house. Um, we were going to, so that we can go to my cousin's wedding because it was in the same area. And for the week beforehand, he was waking up wet like every single time, even though like I had the t-shirt fitteds I showed you, I had, I tried um, wool, like I made wool covers, um, I made mean, hemp fitteds, like, but they were all newborn sized. Um, so I was like, okay, he was sleeping five hour stretches at this point. So, um, you know, I didn't want to wake him up every two hours to, cause he was such a great sleeper. Um, so I was like, okay, oh, I we're guess we're gonna the size up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got, um, a petite one size fitted pattern, um, and I sewed that up with uh, two layers of super heavy fleece in the shell plus um, like the outside was uh, stretchy bamboo, French terry. So like flat material, flat material. Um, And then the soaker was uh, Zorb original because he would flood sometimes too. And then um, those two layers of super heavy fleece as well. Um, And then that was like a sandwich soaker. So it would double over. That is an insane amount of absorbency. Did you ever try a disposable diaper on him? Well, at that point, I was super against disposables. Um, I was, you know, the whole um, snobby mom thing. <laughs> but you know we did it's have early a pack. in our motherhood, yeah. we have lots of ideas. Had we lots learned of better. To we do. grow. Yes. Um, but also we had a, a pack of disposables from the hospital that, that we opened at the hospital. And, you know, you can't leave it once you open it. So we tried that and he was still leaking out of that.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I was like. The amount of absorbency you just described to me would easily overwhelm a disposable product
1: as well as any cloth product. Yeah. But that's what finally worked at that stage for his five-hour stretches. The outer is um, stretchy bamboo flat fabric. Mm -hmm. So 300 GSM, stretchy bamboo cotton, French terry. then. Um, inside of that was 450 GSM hemp cotton fleece. And then yeah. inside of that was 500 GSM bamboo, and that was a shell. And then the sandwich soaker, which is you know it's yeah. double layered, it's folded in half, was um, the topper was a- athletic wicking jersey. Um, I would have I put that in the shell as well, but it was just like my surgery would not been able to handle that. <laughs> and it like shifts weirdly. It's like so hard to sew. Um and then okay, so Zorb original, um, and then the bamboo 500 and the hemp 450 as well.
0: Yeah, okay. And okay. he was
1: just like overwhelmed with did he grow Hulk, the mean, poor baby. So he's overwhelmed in it. Yeah, has he grown into felt, it since my mom felt so bad for him? Um, this was all surged like completely around. Um, mm-hmm. and at that at two months old, that worked well for him, but he got chunkier and chunkier and the surged edge ended up bothering his legs so like yeah his thighs were just like thick yeah all that good mama milk <laughs> pretty proud of
0: that <laughs> it's just like all I've imagined well you I, I uh, you are a very look like a very petite woman so you're just this chunky baby with this chunky fluff bum and then I can imagine you holding it and I just this kind of feels a little humorous to me <laughs> So
1: around that time, um, I discovered the black life like and fixed flats and stuff. And I joined the buy sell trade and picked up a heavy wetter medium. And that actually worked. Cause okay, so it was one size up obviously. And obviously it was bulky on a 12 pound baby, but it worked as well. And I didn't have the marks on his legs in the morning. So we switched to those. When I chatted with Heather from Lily and Frank, who's a fitted maker as well,
0: I'm always like, it overwhelms me why there has to be two styles of fitted diapers, like turned and top stitched or the ruffle surged edge. I'm like, why is there so many options? And your scenario, it doesn't happen all the time. You just happen to be lucky enough that. Your child threw an extra curveball at you because <laughs> you needed more that he wasn't yeah. happy with the surge stitching on his skin. It really can be such a, um, a different experience. So the 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 fixed flat was a better option then because you got that
1: soft, the yeah. softness on him. Um so no elastics on the legs. And then that's around the time that Blythe added the abrazo cover. Okay, yeah. I went and I obsessed about that a little bit. I love how you can pronounce it correctly and not my butchered English.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's um, fantastic. My
1: family's went off on a life-life bender and just (laughs) bought all the things. (laughs) There goes, like, the DIY component of our original conversation. I know, right? Like, the closest thing I can get to that is just, like, a double flat, like, Mm -hmm. square. Um, But obviously, like, I'm not going to... Like she, she has the copyrighted, so she has, doesn't sell her pattern yet one day maybe, but today no. So yes, I bought a lot of the Blythe Life and whenever those were in the wash, I would um, double up stretchy flats and that worked pretty well. Um, All right. So if we go
0: back to newborns, mm-hmm. what would you say are some of the biggest things you learned in trying to tackle that heavy wetter little baby like what's your big tip for any other cloth diaper parent out there in navigating that scenario and trying to find a solution that works for them just don't
1: give up keep trying things <laughs> yeah <laughs> because there was a point where I was just like like um typing in a chat Facebook group guys I'm at my wits end how can someone so tiny pee so much <laughs> how out were you cha- and I imagine like changing often like regularly it yeah. was just the night like, during the and- day it wasn't that bad because every two hours I could change and, and I mean he was in one size and stuff but at night it was just those five-hour stretches six-hour stretches which you know were wonderful for sleeping but in the middle of the night you don't want to change sheets
0: I didn't have that child so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the five-hour did you find this is something that I sometimes talk about is with people one-on-one when I'm chatting with them. Did you find that maybe if you were asking in a Facebook chat, did you sometimes get answers that weren't actually helpful? Was there a way that you were able to find answers that were helpful or help you navigate through that to get the actual answer that you needed? Cause I often say heavy wetter and it could really mean yeah anything, but yeah. Um, you are
1: talking like some people commented like, don't worry, they'll get out of it. And luckily he did. But um, I, I would go through and some of them would be like, oh, microfiber insert wrapped in a flower sack towel. I'm like, that's not going to work, honey. <laughs> Pocket diapers are not going to work. Yeah, just like keep keep trying. And that's one of the biggest things that I would give as advice is like, don't just get one diaper type in your stash. Because what I thought was going to work out the best, which was all in ones, like everybody in the sewing groups was like, "Oh, my perfect stash is all in ones for newborn and fitteds and covers." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'll make some fitteds and I'll make some all in ones." So I made the all in ones and I thought those were would work the best and no. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> they can work like- really
0: great for some kids, but not for super suckers. And like they have a really good purpose, too. Sometimes I say they're really good for like day-to-day if you want cute outfits and you're willing to change like really regularly but they're not always the best choice what have been your tips then since is he still a super soaker how has been kind of adjusting into that one size life has that been a lot easier or
1: are you finding some new challenges in that um so he i don't think he's that much of a super soaker anymore um like uh, I can he has solids in his diet, not just milk. It's not that. I think it's because he, he goes like longer hours between eating. Oh, okay. Um, because obviously a newborn's like eating every two hours or sometimes even more it's not much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the whole eating throughout the night thing um, contributes to it as well. Um, but when we moved to one size, like when he was in the when he was the right size for one size instead of moving to one size just for the absorbency sake. um, I found that I was overstuffing the, the original diapers that I made and I was getting leaks because of that. I had to switch to like the bigger one size. And then, oh my God, I haven't even mentioned what worked as a daytime option when he was still a heavy wetter. Okay, so there's this really wonderful work at home mom. Um, her shop is Little Bun Bun Boutique and she makes these things called all in threes, um, which have, okay. I think this is How does I she define them. an all in three? Okay. So they're a pocket diaper, um, with a PUL edge, like you can get athletic wicking Jersey or, uh, hand-dyed bamboo velour as the inner, and then they have like a big pocket in the back and the lining is absorbent so she sews absorbency into the lining so that adds like an extra layer of protection a lot of people would just call that an all-in-one
0: and then just slide it's a
1: pocket diaper
0: i know but alert there are a lot of all-in-one diapers on the market that are just but nobody okay. really knows what to call it.
1: <laughs> well, um, she calls it an
0: all-in-three. That, and- no, it's fine. It's just, and the, the industry is full of random terminology. And somebody the other day described an all-in-one three as completely different from that. So I was like, not sure where you were going, but we can call it an all-in-three. It makes sense. What is her name? Little Bum Bum Boutique.
1: Yeah. She was awesome because, um, like I would, I would uh, comment in the sewing groups. She's she's in all the sewing groups I'm in. And I would comment me like, um, so this is what's happening. How do I fix this? And um, like I bought her diapers before because they're just so darn cute. Um, and then she would give me tips and stuff on what I can do um, because obviously like, there's no way I could snag all of her diapers all the time. It was like, you need to have fast fingers. <laughs>
0: This is a kind of a cool design. I like what she's done with the pocket to kind of create a simplified solution, and so that really helped you. Did you were you using
1: a one size then on him? Even no, though these was are little? these are her newborn. Like these, her, oh. this is these were the only newborns that ended up working without stupid amounts of boosting um, that would make the fit bad. Like these, these worked. Oh, okay.
0: Cool. It's a, okay. That is a cool product guys. I will include a link to her shop because she has a really fascinating product. And I would like to get my hands on one now. Increasing the competition. (laughs) Well, I'm like, oh, maybe if we can get her doing super well, she can outsource and we can have more. What I also want to touch on, I, I had all this, now I want to touch on learning to sew. And as a new parent, who's kind of been curious, I think we could share some tips there. Like where, what did you, so you're like, where did you go for support and resources? And if people want to sew their own diapers, is it really just as easy as Googling how to sew a diaper? What could
1: a parent do? Okay. Okay. Um, well, I recommend you start before you have a baby, if, if you're a first timer, (laughs) because I've noticed that I haven't had that much time to sew since he was born. I I used to sew cloth pads for myself all the time. And like, I just, I bought a sewing machine and just kind of like stumbled through it, um, through YouTube videos and stuff. And that was like way back when. And then by the time I got to diapers, I, I was familiar with everything joining, like cloth diaper sewing groups on Facebook are super helpful if you find a pattern that you like um, join the group for that pattern
0: oh oh okay so there's like but there's groups for patterns there's groups for
1: sewing yeah there's, there's like the general more yeah I'm in three cloth diaper sewing groups one okay. of them is uh for uh a fabric shop Another one is for a pattern shop and another one is just like a general sewing group. Um, and so I did that and then I YouTubed a bunch of, um, tutorials and now, okay. I don't know if you've heard the, of the blog Prefull to two fitted, like pre number two fitted.
0: I feel like this is an entire industry that I'm not even aware existed and I have been here for a long time so I'm like googling things as we're chatting and being like a little bit mind blown Naomi so let's okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> well glad to glad to do that Arfi from prefull to fitted has a bunch of tutorials on her website and free patterns and um, i i need to try out one of them um it's on my sewing table right now i cut it out but it's supposed to be like the closest thing to like a Nora's nursery, which fits my baby really well. Um, so I'm going to try that. Um, but she has a bunch of like really well, like made in probably Adobe illustrator, like digital digitized patterns. Yeah. She's got a ton here
0: of different square tabs and round tabs and newborn tabs and sizes and,
1: Yeah, she has a little bit of everything.
0: Newborns and larges and flats and all that good jazz. Um, I knew that this was a big industry like early 2000s, but I have really just been working with small businesses so much that I haven't really looked at what is options when it comes to patterning. Even though I talk to small businesses about how they make and design patterns, (laughs) but accessing
1: them. Oh, these are cool. Yeah. They're very well done. Hey. Yeah. Um, and now she has a YouTube channel called. Yeah, I just subscribed. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like, I'm on her website. Oh. I was like, Oh, look, yeah. She's got diaper pods, yeah, she top does. stitchings and lots. So it sounds like there's a ton of resources out there to support new stores yeah. and established sewers into, um, doing this. Are you interested in scaling it to a business or do you just love doing it as a hobby?
1: Um, at the beginning I was like, oh yeah, like I could totally do this, but then I thought about it and I, I've listened to like a bunch of like business books and stuff. Um, and not, not like starting a business books, but like, um, career books and like how to do well in your career. And one of them, the thesis of it is basically like, you should go with what your skills are and not what your passion is. Um, and I kind of agree with that because it's kind of nice to just have something to do for fun and not have it be like something that you have to do to make money, um, like creativity anyway. And like, I totally admire those people that do that sew so diapers to sell. I really do, but I don't have anything original to offer like they do, <laughs> that's I just, a lot of- yeah. It's a lot of work too.
0: I think like yesterday I just talked with Nicole from McOzy Bottoms and just that whole whirlwind of learning to sew and learning to have a business and then customer service and website maintenance, right? Like there's so many kind of layers to it that sometimes it's not worth monetizing your passion. It does.
1: (laughs) I looked into it. Um, like
0: I love doing this cloth diaper podcast, and I have done a sh- I've done a terrible job of monetizing it um, because, like, when I have to deal with money and people, I just it doesn't make me happy anymore.
1: Yeah, so it's it's so nice like, to have a hobby, and <laughs> so you just, to just keep like, sewing for fun, have fun with it. Um, and not have any like pressure to do anything otherwise. But like if I had like an original idea, like o- obviously Blythe and like Danielle from Little Bun Bun, like they have original ideas, and there's a niche in the market for that. but i I don't have any of that. so I'll just keep buying their diapers.
0: I buy their diapers, you twiddle us, sew a little few things yourself. I mean one day you might have an original idea outside of this industry on the sewing machine. Who knows right so looking back at this whole experience of yours which was uh, always one of my favorite part about stories is that you go on a whole story and i never know where i'm gonna go what what is that, like one of the biggest things that you've learned or taken away over the last eight months of having a baby and sounds like two years of crafting diapers
1: <laughs> well babies have a mind of their own they their own like little obviously their their own person and what you think is gonna work might just not work at all and then you're just gonna have to improvise and just throw things at them until something actually does work (laughs) um
0: okay no like there was a point where (laughs) I mean it's it's totally valid I my first child I, what did I decide to do? I was going to do, I did covers and pre-folds. I did one size or size one covers because I was having a baby and I also wanted to cloth diaper from newborn. And then he was like 15 pounds by five or six weeks. He's massive. <laughs> I mean, I'm a giant. If you meet me in real life, I'm like, I'm six feet tall. My husband's six feet tall. So of course I had a giant and he grew like a weed. So I can remember being like a month postpartum and like binge shopping. I was, I bought sustainability, sustainable, sustainable. Why did they need a better name? I bought saloon snapless (laughs) fitteds. I bought like 20 of them because it was like something I could fold down that was small enough. And I didn't really know about the work at home mom industry. So it's really interesting to see you kind of come into that in your journey. Cause one in 2015, I just knew about my local retailer and I just, that's all I bought. So I bought a ton of these fitteds and I bought a ton of all in ones. And I just, I can remember like yeah feeling like I was thrown for a whirlwind because like this child grew like a weed and he was peeing not as much as yours but enough enough um yeah and like my entire plan a was scrapped and then though I had a, have had a second child since and she did not grow it nearly as fast and I was able to stay on to plan a but you never know could have
1: yeah no seriously anything, like, really. so, like it would be like all of a sudden I had to like binge. sew things, um, (laughs) like I was like a week (laughs) postpartum and he was, um, so there's this weird newborn reflex where they roll to their side and he like insisted on sleeping like that. So he was leaking out the side and I was like, Oh no guys, what do I do? Oh yeah. And boys have
0: boys wetters like to move around and then when they're on their sides it can be
1: a little less awesome like so everybody was like flats or fitted something that could wrap around so i was like okay cool i have some stretchy flats i can use those um fitteds we need more fitteds because he goes through a lot of diapers um husband come here traces for me because i'm one week postpartum and i probably shouldn't be standing over my cutting table (laughs) Um, So I made my husband trace out fitteds for me and cut the fabric out because that's the most um, physically demanding part. And I sat at my serger and made seven new fitteds for him. And I couldn't even...
0: You guys, if you're listening to Naomi's story thinking she's a superhero, you should know that it is okay to use disposable diapers in this moment if you are not feeling good. The love of goodness heal your body if it it's okay I probably should have done that
1: I but like all. at a certain point too I w- I also um in one of the in the happy hippo sewing group I was like um guys does anyone have any newborns in their shop because we're running out of diapers way too quickly <laughs> um so I I yeah
0: and my son, he would like, we would go through 22 diaper changes a day, which a lot of people, when I say that, like, I'm like, he just, he just peed all the time and he was not happy when he peed. So you would, you could use disposables or cloth. It was like 20 diaper changes. You got to, and he pooped a lot too. But I was agreeing with what you said about, like, if you are interested in sewing your own diapers, this has been like a hogwash show of everything. Um do it before your baby's born because I bought sewing supplies as well with this big idea that I would sew my own diapers my husband bought me a beautiful sewing machine for our first anniversary together so like it's in my tools of trade but um I put it off and then when I had a baby there wasn't unless you like intentionally set out the time for it it Time doesn't magically appear.
1: Well, then you're too tired to do it anyway. No, you might be
0: like on this maternity leave thing where you're not working, but you are working more than you've ever worked in your life. So you, there's exactly no time for sewing until you make time.
1: But it can sometimes be a long time to learn that. Yeah, the only reason I did it was because I was probably a little bit insane. <laughs> and my mom was like, I don't know about this club diapering thing. And I was like, I'm a to wrong. It sounds like you had some strong
0: values from the get-go, but it's good. You know what? Strong values are important. Strong values help lead us and guide us and help us grow. A surreal story of, um, I wasn't sure where we were going to go today, Naomi. So people can find you in the sewing groups. You're still lurking there if they need advice on sewing diapers and tackling heavy wetters. Yeah, my
1: new thing is just like, oh, a mom needs help. Must comment. Um, so, like that, I—I I, I mean, I have limited experience with just one child, but I mean, I that's like all you really need, honestly. I hope I can.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite thing, Naomi, about sewing your own diapers and kind
1: of going through this experience? Sometimes it's about saving money, like making upcycled T-shirt fitteds. Yeah. But other times, it's a great way to express creativity. Mm-hmm. and it's really satisfying when something you made with your own hands works for your baby
0: yeah I think we've heard that from a lot of work-at-home makers over the last couple of years and it's really cool to hear that from a parent like uh the cloth diaper industry has such a great opportunity to fill so many parts of our soul in different ways including that creativity and problem solving hey yeah Uh, It was interesting, like Huggies has done studies on diapering and parents, um, the sense of worth or worthiness as a mother is somehow very strongly tied to diapering. Uh, even if you're using a disposable diaper, like just like the ability to be able to care for your child in that way is like connected to our sense of worth. And so, um, probably for you sound like you're a creative person, like that opportunity to be you with a sewing machine and do that, through this, um, trade has really impactful for your, probably your whole well being. Hey, did you find, did you have an okay mental health recovery postpartum or did it help I, or struggle?
1: I had baby blues for three weeks, but then I was okay. Um, you know, they say, I tell you it lasts for like two weeks. Mine lasted three weeks, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I totally like get that the whole, um, Thing that you just said because the reason why I was so determined to find something that worked in those early days was because I took it personally.
0: Naomi and I get chatting there and it feels like we never really end our conversation for the next 20 minutes so I'm going to kind of end it here. You can find Naomi in the Blythe Life group, the Bumby Wool group. I see her everywhere on Facebook so if you're looking for her you will find her. I'm pretty sure she is the active Naomi It was so great to hear this conversation of creativity and innovation and finding yourself and becoming a mother. For more shows of the Cloth Diaper Podcast, we'll be back regularly scheduled content next week. I hope. I just need to sit down and edit shows, which is one of the easiest and hardest things ever. But you can find the Cloth Diaper Podcast pretty much everywhere. And I'll see you online.